Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. And now, live from the TCL Broadcast Studios, it's Joe Suchere and Patrick Royce with Sports Talk. Yeah, I, uh, I uh, recall a lot of blood mood conversation around here, but within the last year or so. Uh, this is, uh, and I don't well, even know what a blood moon is. I'm sure it's it means it's eclipse. dark. It means it's dark, it's, right? We're not going to have one. And we're not. The good thing about the lunar eclipse is you can look at it. Yeah. It's not like the sun, right? Yeah. Your solar eclipse, they don't want you peeking at that one, right? Because you go blind. Except you can't do it here because it won't. <laughs> That's in Europe. It's not going to be here. Let's go to Europe. Yeah. The bride and I are trying to, we're, we're trying to give, make a short, quick trip to Europe and use up all the American Express points they have. I, I suggest take the train. <laughs> Once we get there, yes. <laughs> but uh, I'm now kind of going to uh, early December, Christmas time, okay. to see the, you know, a place like Brussels to see how they get all fired up for Christmas. Well, I don't you I, think that'd be a good idea. Well, I went to London, fired up. For it wasn't, that. wasn't that and, much. Huh? Uh, you Very disappointed. Might as well have been June 10th. <laughs> They don't, so they're, they've kind of gotten away from that. We yeah. don't want a, the old Christianity thing. I didn't we sense a great deal of uh, festivity. We don't want lights. to uh, force that down people's throat. Well, Herod's has to have a big window. Uh, they display, probably do. They probably yeah, Herod's, do. right? I've been in Herod's. I think I bought a can of fish or something. They got the they got the greatest deli in the world at Herod's, man. Did you watch the Ted Williams? Did not, did not. I wish I had, but I was running around doing too many things. I did not. I got to watch. Was it good? What a character. Was it 90 minutes? Hour. Really? Yeah. They got in long enough. No, and it, because it skipped everything post-baseball. I mean, oh, it, really? It didn't have his, he was a manager for a while, right? Yeah, and, Rangers. Yeah. Washington Senators and then the Rangers. Bob Short hired him to draw people mm-hmm. in Washington and then took him to Texas with him. Yeah. He was a, Great character as a manager. One hell of a pilot. Well, if, as a manager, he drove everybody crazy because he'd go out and give the other team hitting tips yeah. while they're in batting cages. <laughs> yeah, you're doing that all wrong, you know. <laughs> Ted, you're on our side. You Bob know? Costas said he was the real John Wayne, and to a certain oh, extent yes, he, he was. was. Yeah, and, and then and then I'm, I'm thinking, I kept listening to his voice last night, and he's, I thought he's an audio separated at birth. And it was pointed out to me by Paul uh, an email. Well, he, he was he was an audio separated at birth of John Wayne. That, Their voices yeah, were close. extremely similar. 
Two, uh, how many years? Uh, three years in World War II he was gone, and then almost two more in Korea, right? 16 months in Korea. Korea, yeah. And when he came back from Korea. He didn't want to do Korea. He was all in on World War II, but they... Uh, they oh, went. he wasn't all in on World War II. Oh, he wasn't. He got in. so much heat, he went down and signed up. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. He wasn't. He didn't want to go to Korea either, but he was in combat missions in Korea. Mm-hmm. And uh, well, WW two, he just practiced or what? Well, I think he was a teacher. He was okay. such a good pilot. He was in flight school. Mm-hmm. But then uh, when he came back from Korea, he assumed he wasn't going to play. He was prepared to be done. Thought he was finished. Huh? And then Yaki said, "Get down there in a batting cage. Come on, yeah. I don't want to." What Get was that? Fifty four, maybe. Yeah. Well, I think he was a guy that could never stand to be less than excellent. You know? Oh my. God. God, he's just, he was a really screwed up guy. <laughs> you know, the uh, the old guy in Minneapolis, the who wrote the book on him? David, Dave, who wrote the, the last? Lee Montville? Summer 62, who wrote that? Lee Montville? No, 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 no. David, well, David, real author. Uh, not Khan, not Roger Khan. No, no. Roger Angel? No. David, a uh, Biographer of of non sports people. What the hell? Who wrote the Halberstam? Okay, you know who hooked up hooked him up with Ted Sid Sid. How well Halberstam got a hold of Sid and Sid called Ted Williams and Ted Williams agreed to talk to him. Okay, when would Williams have played here in the late thirties? Thirty eight or nine? Thirty nine, I think. Did Sid really get to know him? Yeah, Sid. Tells about riding with him in the car when he's driving 100 miles an hour. He had some fancy car driving down Excelsior Boulevard. Where's the party? Ted. Yeah. No, he's... He, I, I've, I've seen Ted say hello to Sid. Mm-hmm. You know, Ted, Ted, you know, they could have a good outfield for the Minneapolis Millers. Ted, Willie Mays, and Carl Yastrzemski. That's you know, okay. That was That's a pretty right. good outfield. But I told you my Ted, I've saw it, said it many times, many times, my Ted experience. I'm sitting in the dugout in Winter Haven waiting to talk to the surly Roger Clemens. Right. And Ted comes and sits down next to me and says, you from Minnesota? And I said, yes. He says, how's Sid doing? I said, he's hanging in there, still doing good. Then he said, "Uh, this Engel kid, how's he going to, is he on the, what what are they going to do with him? And uh, I said, well, they're going to make him a catcher. He's, uh, you know, and that's the year he became an all-star. But, uh, Ted and Dave Engel's father grew up together and were the best of friends in San Diego. Really? Yeah. And he was, uh, and so that I, that's a pretty good, I get offered a pretty good piece there. Yeah. And so I go talk to Dave Engel and I, I was telling these guys the story the other day when they got out of school in San Diego, he and his sister that would get in the back of this Winnebago oh, yeah. yeah. type trailer yeah. and drive across Route 66 to Lakefield, Lakeville, Massachusetts, and he would run Ted's summer baseball camp. The old man, I think it was Ray, but I'm not sure. But yeah, that was uh, one of my other favorite stories is Tommy Breyer, you know, knew him from when he was here, too. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and the Seattle Pilots are in town in 1969. And Dave Bristol's like a 35-year-old manager, and he's running or a 38-year-old manager. He's running around in the outfield, shagging flies and taking infield, running around. And Breyer says, Ted, if you're not out there running around like they don't, this kid, Ted's leaning against the batting cage. And he says, how old is he? 
And uh, Breyer says, 38. He says, when I was 38, I hit three bleeping 88. <laughs> Briar always told that story. Well, he was the ultimate guy who would say, "You want to know how good I am? Just ask me." Yeah, right. Yeah, he's uh, what? And basically, a world class fisherman. Yeah, two halls of fame. Yes, and he would spend the the uh, the winter in Isle Marana and the summer in Nova Scotia, right? Somewhere up in the, you know, Nova Scotia. You're introduced, there in to a, you're introduced to a guy in this whose name I forget, but he became a lifelong fishing buddy. Mm-hmm. And Williams encountered this guy in Florida, and Williams was fly fishing. Mm-hmm. And uh, this guy said to Ted, you having any luck? And uh, Ted ignored him. Mm-hmm. And then he said it louder. You having any luck there? Ted ignored him. Mm-hmm. And uh, finally, the guy said something like, I think I just got a couple of snook. Is that the name of the fish? Yeah. And that brightened up Ted. He said, well, yeah, where'd you catch snook? (laughs) He said, where'd you catch snook, Bush? (laughs) And and they became buddies in one time. But Williams liked to fish for salmon. Mm -hmm. And this guy didn't. So that's why he would go to Nova Scotia. He had a river place someplace, a cabin. In Nova Scotia. And he invited him once, this Mm -hmm. this new friend, uh, Bush. And Bush turned it down because he wasn't a salmon fisherman. But in the ensuing years, he learned to appreciate salmon fishing. He went back to Ted and said, you can ever invite me back there? I I, I kind of see your point now. Yeah. I enjoy fishing for salmon. And he goes, bleep you, Bush. You had your chance and you're never coming back. <laughs> oh, yeah. He was crotchety, man. Oh, my but, word. Uh, what a character. Oh, man. Uh, well, I think the greatest all-star moment ever was when they broke him out at Fenway. That ninety-nine, uh, yeah, when they brought him out on the golf cart. Oh, and he had suffered some strokes. All and, those guys, everybody came over yeah. there, and he knew what they're betting. He knew whether he he studied up to see who was hitting what, and you know, Carew, and he became Carew did that cover with him, mm-hmm. you know, the Sports Illustrated cover, and became good friends with him. He loved Carew. Hauser had uh, had uh, Coom around because that the all-star Coom dog was in. Mm-hmm. And he was talking about how cool that moment was for everybody. And then he also turned to walk away from the group and then stepped on Stan Musial's foot <laughs> with his cleats. Coom did? Yes. You know, you, As, watch the, you watch the film clips of those games in the 40s and 50s. It was a different game. It was very sprightly. It was no BS. Oh, wow. Let's yeah, go well, here. Plus, Ted Williams would not swing at balls, but everybody else would. Yeah. He was, he was novel because he made you throw him a strike. Mm-hmm. He'd look for balls and certain, but everybody else had just, yeah. What's the famous one that uh, some catcher turns around and complains about a pitch not being a call to strike? And Yomp says, Mr. Williams will tell you when it's a strike. <laughs> <laughs> well, Carew had a little of that going with the Yomps. Yeah, they wouldn't call him out much. Yeah. They wouldn't call him out Mr. much. Mr. Carew will tell you when it's a strike. <laughs> just a moment. So, uh, Reavers, uh, on Netflix. Yes, sir. You have Netflix, right? Uh, I did. Okay. Did you ever watch Last Chance U, this junior college football series? Mm -hmm. Well, they moved to a new college this year, Independence, Kansas. And uh, that's where some of those gophers who ended up caught up in the sexual mm-hmm. they transferred over there going there okay but they got this 
uh, boastful, chubby, white guy as their coach with the foulest mouth in the history of foul mouths. Hmm. The guy's unbelievable. You really? You have to go some to beat Ted Williams. And they had a bunch, oh yeah, uh, and they had a bunch of uh, Division One five-star recruits who flunked out, got thrown out various places, and they thought they were going to, so last chance you, the the producers think they're going to have this powerhouse team. They played their first game. Now, this is from last year. They played their first game last night against Iowa Western on this show that, I mean, I watched it. It might have, somebody else has saw it weeks ago. They lost 70 to 21. Oh, <laughs> really? Yeah, that's going to be a tough sell. Now, I looked them up, and they won a few uh, during the year, but they were... Uh, they were not the powerhouse, but it's funny. Last chance, you were going to win them all. And we're going to go out there and kick these bleeping bleepers. Let's go. And that guy, 70 to 21, they lost their opener. And they, they're trying to recreate the, uh, you know, the academic gal that they had, the Brittany Wagner or Walker or whatever his name is, that became mm-hmm. the star in the whole DLA. It's not as good. It's not as good. But uh, I... I thought it was rather humorous. This boastful, crazy guy thinking he was wonderful. And now, then before the, the before the kickoff of that game, Pat, did the did the coach give the big raw emotional oh, speech yes, to yes, get the yes. troops fired up? Yeah, with, with incredible <laughs> numbers of profanities flying out, <laughs> and uh, yeah, and then he had to repeat it because he screwed it up. He's a dummy. Oh, but good. he tries to come out as a, as this brilliant guy, but it's uh, it was. Uh, I, I enjoyed them getting beat 70 to 21. And about middle of the second quarter, the quarterback who got thrown out of, I can't remember where he got thrown out of, but he was a five star. He finally says, I'm going to start calling my own plays. <laughs> and then every time he came in the sideline, they, then they scored a touchdown or two. And he said, See what happens when I call my own plays? And the guy grabbed and says, Don't say that so loud. You're making me look bad. <laughs> you know, the coach who was supposed to be the offensive. Uh, it was. Uh, it was uh, quite a humiliating When does the U start? They start about the same time? As August the 8th, I believe. August 8th. I think. I know that the D3 start off. Maybe they start earlier. Maybe they start next week. Vikings today, huh? Welcoming rookies? Welcoming rookies. No practice till tomorrow, yes. Mm-hmm. Have you been to that facility yet? Not yet. It frightens me. You I don't think it? I can find my way around. They have a fireplace in the locker room. Yep, I saw that. Yeah, Not only does it frighten you, it sounds like everybody out there is getting lost multiple times a day. <laughs> is that right? There's coaches wandering around, bumping into each other. Going, Where the hell am I? Yes, it's uh, it's a long way from when Bud was practicing at Met Stadium when the tarp was pulled back 20 yards. <laughs> right. And the rest of it was under snow, and we're getting ready to play the NFC Championship game, and he's practicing from me to Reavers in the field, and uh, and winning games. It's a it's a so long they, way. They've from got there. the big indoor field house now too, right? Oh God, they got everything. And an they got a stadium. Yeah, yeah. They built a stadium. Is this going to yeah. host high school games? Yeah. Too? Uh, well, it, they uh, I think they've intended to host more. I don't know what happened. Something happened to it that it how didn't can, come off for this year. How can Ziggy possibly make any money hosting high school games? I don't know. The fact he's going to build a city around it in the land there he bought. Now, uh, Ziggy paid for this. Yes, Ziggy's, uh, I'm, we don't know how much Egan took care of him, uh, but uh, Ziggy, uh, Ziggy's, this is out of his pocket. And this must really force the equity of the team. I mean, for resale oh, well, purposes, uh, right? I I was uh, Kenny. Uh, I was looking up Red McCombs. He bought it for two fifty 
1998. Right? Yep. Yeah. 1998, 250. You couldn't buy it for two and a half billion now. It's more than that. Wow. It's worth more than that. Wow. Yeah. Red goodness. got it for 250. 250. We thought it was but a lot of money. Sold it for six. Are yeah. these teams priced out of the market? I mean, it's going to take a huge group of investors well, to Carolina just sold. I don't know. Sold. Of oh, just one. over two, just yeah, over but two. But they got a they got a twenty year old stadium, you know, yeah, Carolina, right. and I don't think they have any. Uh, the great, the the best thing that happened to these guys is they got everything late. They yeah. got everything after everybody else did, so yeah. they got the super stadium so and the, the super latest facility and, yeah, and the yeah. whole thing. Brilliant. Of course, once L.A. opens, it's going to be more ornate than this place. So. We might not like him, but he's no dummy, is he? Oh, no, he's too smart for us. <laughs> a uh, slow talker. A, a, a real estate guy from New Jersey yeah. versus us. Yeah. We got it's no, no chance. No. A guy well, must that, plan on building a city. A guy city. that was called, you know, took his 80-year-old widowed partners and put the screws to them out in New Jersey. He's got no problem He must us. chortle excessively oh, yeah. every time he gets on his private plane and flies out oh, of yeah. here. It does. just must be a delight <laughs> visiting us, us dum-dums on does the prairie. Does he even have a residence here? Well, I'm sure he's got something for when he's in town. He's... Yeah, I'm sure he's staying. If he does, Joe, I guarantee you, it's for sale. (laughs) (laughs) Or he's getting it for free. (laughs) He's probably got a condo downtown. I don't know. He ain't staying at the Super 8 is what we're trying to say. Not unlike the, uh, the Greek guy. Greek the Greek guy. guy that was going to buy him, or what was the guy that oh, was Clancy? Sacco. Oh, Sacco. Sacco, what? Bob. Oh, what was his name? Sacco. I wrote a column. Right? Sacco Bobkiss? Bobkiss. Sacco yeah. Bobkiss. Sacco Bobkiss. That was one of my favorite columns ever. I wrote that. Uh, remember, we had the the the, the black fellow was going to buy the twins, and turned out he didn't have any money. Mm-hmm. Uh, Just one issue, and and we got accused of being racist. Because, oh, because we, we dismissed him. Right. Well, the, the Star Tribune dismissed his yeah. efforts. So Sacco was the Greek coming in here. So I called my friend Johnny Dabalas. I said, I think we're being anti-Greek here. That we're not <laughs> taking Sacco seriously. And I, so I got Johnny to say some stuff like, yes, the order of the Hellenic something. We're going to complain, you know. And I write that whole thing. The next day, Sacco called him, tracked him down, asked him if he wanted to be an investor. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't Sacco wear the bat, the Greek yeah, fisherman's hat? Yeah, he had the, hat. Hat. Yeah, the yeah. Greek fisherman's hat, but he was staying up in Force Lake yeah. in a seven eight, in a Super Eight or something. Sports talk will return shortly. Here's John Height. Thank you. Do you have problems turning your mic? Everything okay? I had it on, but uh, then it went off. And I... Okay, well, let's start over, shall we? Hey. Here's John Height. Thanks very much. I it's just, I just spilled the diet coke. Oh, by the way, guys, I have come up with a great idea for the Courage. You're Center. the reason we're not allowed to have liquids in the for studio. For the Courage Center. <laughs> uh, I've been thinking I drink too much diet coke. I yeah. think you're right. Yeah. Very much. So this year on the Courage Center. You pay on the yeah the uh, the auction. Okay. You pay a hundred dollars a day. Different people to sponsor a diet coke free day for rice, (laughs) 
and then I just drink water. So you're going to get paid to quit? No, no, no. I that's exactly we, what you... we send it to Courage. We give the yeah. money to the charity. I uh, I don't want to be around I, you when you're I, giving I think, up Diet Coke. I think we could get uh, a couple of grand. I, I think, think people would sponsor it. We and then we use their name. Today's Diet Coke free day is brought to you by <laughs> Bill Schwartz. Right. Royce, I think just to give these creeps we work with the double barrel. The day you quit Diet Coke, I'm going to quit smoking, oh, and we can just go on oh, a, on a raid. And I might just quit. <laughs> Period. Give me that paper. The day man. Kenny quit smoking, I'm going to. Start. <laughs> I've actually uh, I ch- I switched to electronic deals. Oh, how's uh, the vape working? I, uh, pretty good, actually. I'm down to four uh, four of those rotten little cigars per day. Okay, which oh. is huge for me. Well, you don't inhale them, do you? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. These gas station cigars. Yeah, Swishers, right? Yeah, oh, yeah, it's a gas station. <laughs> Swishers, wow. Yeah. Oh, well, for know? a while I had I was I had a habit of real cigars, and it was like eighty dollars a day. That's a yeah, little much. I could just as well be smoking crack for that kind yeah. of money. <laughs> That's a lot of money to smoke up every day. Do you know that Dougie yeah. Hennis had a backyard party every year? I was never invited to it, but with all his buddies, he'd have a band there. He'd have. Food and all this stuff, yeah. and it's called a herf. A herf. A herf is a cigar. It's is a place where men gather to smoke cigars. Oh. But, but some, you know, twice a year he had a big gathering to put in the dock and mm-hmm. to take out the dock. <laughs> well, so he's got. He's didn't have a dock. <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh, really? do- oh, great! <laughs> the dock was just a euphemism. Yeah, How so fun! <laughs> that was a pure Minnesota move right then. It's sunny at 85 degrees. Twins took the opener in the series against the Blue Jays. Last night, they'll play again tonight. Jose Barrios for the Twins. Lefty Ryan Baruki goes for Toronto. And uh, Patrick, uh, I know you're against it. I thought we yeah. weren't going to be discussing that yes. around Patrick. Well, what's the deal? Well, I have the lineup already, Patrick. I'm sorry. Okay. Well, they're I'm red hot. To, what do you mean? Sorry to report. And they won one in a row. I'm back on a bandwagon. Oh, oh okay. <laughs> yeah. We got uh, Maurer leading off at first base. Rosario in left field hitting second. Brian Dozier hitting third at second base. Escobar at third base hitting cleanup. Grossman DHing and hitting fifth. Kepler in center field hitting sixth. Hitting seventh in right field. Taylor Motter. Uh, oh, get a haircut. Joe's guy. He's oh, a hippie. God, he's terrible. If if you're a rotten player, don't draw attention to yourself with long <laughs> hair. Get a crew cut and just go about your life. Polanco at shortstop hitting eight, and Wilson catches. You shouldn't it's want anybody nice. to know you're there. They might notice. <laughs> One way to look at it, yes, I guess. That's right. Be inconspicuous. You stink. <laughs> News notes from today. A new state plan years in the making to manage the state's deer population was announced today by the Department of Natural Resources and includes a target harvest of 200,000 whitetails. Reviews of the draft plan were mixed in April after more than a year of discussions with Citizen Advisory Committee representing hunters, foresters, farmers, ecologists, and the agency's big game wildlife experts. The plan is multi-pronged, focuses on a target harvest as well as greater citizen partic- uh, participation. You know, those deer are gathering up there around Hinkley, up mm-hmm. around there right now and saying, let's go to St. Paul. Right. They welcome us in St. <laughs> Paul. They, welcome, they welcome all different species You see the right up they had about the coyotes? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, they can go down there. The thing is, there's a bazillion little different mini zones and the l- rules are different in each, you know, each mm-hmm. one of them. So it's it's not like an overall plan where everybody's going to harvest three deer. Let's go like Alabama, one a day. 
<laughs> for everybody. One a day. Yeah, just kill one. Of course, they're deer about the size of a small dog. The Deer Hunters Group had advocated for a yearly target harvest of 225,000 deer. Uh, This plan calls for an annual harvest of uh, 200,000 after DNR deer biologists pushed for a target of 190,000. The plan calls for annual deer management discussions around the state as part of the state's push for more transparency and input. And the thing is, last year in our zone, we were allowed a buck and a doe, and both my son and I shot that, mm-hmm. and we still have 100 pounds at least <laughs> left over. I mean, we've got meat we're never going to mm-hmm. touch. We don't know what to do with. Bring it to the station, dummy. Mm-hmm. Oh, you want some? Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's going to cost you. <laughs> <laughs> Price just went up. <laughs> right. A representative from the Sexual Offenders Assessment Board is recommending Bill Cosby be classified as a sexually violent predator. The Montgomery County District Attorney requested a hearing on the report today so a judge can decide if Cosby will be classified as a sexually violent predator. The 81-year-old convicted April 26th on sexual assault charges related to accusations he had drugged and assaulted Andrea Constand back in 2004. A serious question, and I probably know the answer. All Cosby reruns have disappeared from television? Oh, yeah. I would imagine. We haven't seen any. We don't see those anymore. He's the OJ of TV. Oh, man. Uh, Joe, I have some good Sky News for you after that bad Sky News you had during Garage Logic. I dismissed it by a continent or two. <laughs> yeah, you could, you could travel, you know, you could fly over he there. He was all there's excited. A, there's, that, there's that small body of water right. between Can us. Give me a frame of reference. He was all you. excited to see the blood moon, not realizing it wasn't visible in this uh, country. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Europe. Travelers, uh, of course, go to great lengths to catch a glimpse of the aurora borealis. They'll fly all kinds of places. I've seen them. They don't do much for me. Oh. oh. I've seen him once. I want to see him again. Okay. Well, uh, yeah, listen what do you up do? here. You sit there and stare for 20 minutes once? and say, okay, really? wow. let's go get a dinner. It's yeah. because it's a rural thing, Joe. <laughs> rural. You, you don't venture, venture out into the rural areas. Mm-hmm. That's where I saw him when I was in a rural area. Mm-hmm. Tonight, where do I go? Where? A geomagnetic storm may make them visible over parts of the Pacific Northwest, according to... To the well, what about us? Oceanic and What's atmospheric that administration. How about news? over the pool in Golden Valley? Yeah, that's, that's, that's good news for, for the Pacific Northwest. Yeah. We don't Not care about them. In Seattle, which is one of the cities lucky enough to be, uh, be positioned to catch a good glimpse tonight, local branch of the National Weather Service said solar wind speeds have picked up a little over the last few hours, and the interplanetary magnetic field has tilted south, and that's a good thing, by the way. Uh, you will have to contend with city pollution and moonlight, but uh, you should be able to view it if you live in that part of and the country. haze from forest fires. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, have you guys seen this uh, new dance craze where you get out of your car? Uh, oh, oh, God, I've read yes. About that. I'm already well, I mean, outraged, and I don't know anything you, about you it. You should be. You should be. The In My Feelings Challenge took social media by storm this month with thousands of people recording themselves dancing to Drake's new hit song. Uh, and most, uh, it started with people just uh, dancing, but now... Would no, they, they pull over to some parking area, or do they do no, this hey, in the middle of the road? Hang on, uh, hang on. I'm going to have some issues if they don't make the light, I'll tell you that. Police, <laughs> police departments and safety officials around the world are warning against a new trend, and in some cases reprimanding people who take part in the extreme version of it. When the original one went viral, people just started filming themselves dancing, like normal dancing. Sure, that's fine. But now it morphed into something a little more extreme. Not only are people dancing to In My Feelings, but they're jumping out of moving cars, mm-hmm. busting a move in the middle of the street. Moving. You have to do a special kind of dance? Moving cars. 
moving cars. Yep. In other words, the driver is getting out of the moving car. And, and as dancing. it's rolling, the other person is filming that person doing yes. the dance. Exactly. I disapprove. This is uh, this is where we're at in 2018, mm-hmm. ladies and gentlemen. Well, mm-hmm. some people appear to successfully hop out of the slow-moving car and dance. Others have been injured. Yeah, they to fall down and the uh-huh. car trails off into the ditch and augers into a building. Some people recorded themselves falling out of the moving car. Others danced alongside their cars on busy streets, running the risk of getting hit by oncoming vehicles. A few have even posted videos of themselves getting hit. I'm not stopping. I'm not stopping. If I hit a dancer in the middle of the street, I'm keeping going. No, it should be your right as an (laughs) American. Um, I'm going. Is this the same crowd that was eating those Tide uh, pod things? Uh, Same kids. Same group of dum-dums. Pretty close, yeah. Mm -hmm. Same Uh, ones that were throwing stuff at each other in the car. uh, Son, if you're listening and uh, I catch you doing this, (laughs) I'm going to murder you. (laughs) Murder you. The National Transportation Safety Board uh, even is getting into the act and issued a warning against the challenge. They shared a link to its statement via via Twitter uh, saying, in transportation, distraction kills. Yeah. So, uh, don't do it. What do we call it, John? Stupidity. I know that. Dumb assery. It's just the in my feelings challenge is okay. what they're calling or it. My wife, whose song is this? Drake. My wife would call it bleepery with the F word. That's what, that's what she refers <laughs> what, to that behavior What type as. of artist is Drake? Drake is a singer-rapper. Is sometimes singer-rapper? sings, sometimes Maybe, maybe River, uh, Reavers will bless us with a little Drake His when we come back. His music is from, awful. We'll come back from the break with <laughs> sure, some Drake. Sure, why not? Yeah. Check, check, one, two, Joe and Pat talking to you. Yo. Boy, I can't wait till he comes to town. I think he was just here, wasn't he? I missed it. Such, we got to get you Cheap out of trick. the car. I think he's going to be on with Cheap Trick. I think we should do the, we should do this trick with Suchi, boy. Somebody uh, ride along. Man the camera. Let Joe get out of my rolling car. Get out of your out of car. Yes. Maybe one of those cruddy British cars that <laughs> takes you ten minutes to get out of because they're so low, so low to the ground. <laughs> and then the door falls Plus off. Plus you gotta get in sideways. <laughs> yes. You gotta have to kind of back in. You gotta back in. This guy has had more songs downloaded than the Beatles. That's why I think we're approaching the end of time. He doesn't seem to have much enthusiasm. <laughs> Are you questioning his effort? Yeah, he's, he sounds bad. That's his uh, love. Like somebody should give him a jolt. Oh. That's his uh, romantic number. Get him some. Uh, get him some drugs. Bro. God, his get music is terrible. I'd rather listen to Luke Bryan than Drake. I'd rather listen to neither. Thanks. Mm-hmm. The Ohio State Fair. This is really cool. I know this would be do a hell of a state fair, by the way. Is it? Yep. Well, well, this won't do you any good. But the pictures were nifty as hell. Uh, the butter sculpture at the Ohio okay. State Fair, it's uh, key elements from the movie A Christmas Story, which was partly really? filmed in Cleveland. Wow. In, uh, How do you keep it? They, they uh, do it in a refrigerated place. Correct. Yes, that's correct. That was very insightful. <laughs> Boom. Oh, you're out on a that's, limb on that That's where they store it, too, strangely <laughs> enough. Home run, Patrick Rossi. Right Rice. here, baby. Right here. Right between the eyes. 72 and still as sharp as a tack. <laughs> I bet it's cold. <laughs> Every uh, every year in Damn, o- I'm smart. In Ohio, they do a cow and a calf, so you have the traditional butter cow and calf, but it also includes the character Ralphie in his bunny suit, and it's All a right. really good Way job, go. whoever did it. Mm-hmm. Also, the classic leg lamp and a holiday tree decorated with lights. 
The scene showing the licking of the frozen flagpole is there, too, but this time the kid isn't the only one with his tongue stuck. The butter calf also has his tongue stuck. Why didn't Darren McGavin win a Best Supporting Actor uh, Oscar for that Was that thing filmed there, or or why are they so enamored by that movie? It was partly filmed in Cleveland. I got you. That's why. Pat, I'm not going to rip you for uh, making that observation about the butter sculpture, because your partner in there a couple of years ago at the State Fair was interviewing a farmer holding a chicken (laughs) saying, do they make girl ones of these? (laughs) (laughs) I don't do that rural bleep. <laughs> they're female chickens. They're female chickens. You know what you, you know? should you know what would be fun at the Joe thing, Garage Logic? You get the, the stump. Joe thing. The yeah, Joe thing. You get the, the at the Joe. fair. At the fair. You get the stump. The stump. And then you got the little hooked uh, yeah. deal there, and you put the chicken in there, and you chop its head off, and everybody gets to see it run around. That'd be fantastic. Wouldn't that be Listen, a blast? That's, a chicken with his head cut that off is, something is pretty good. I'd like to see that. Every yeah. American should be able <laughs> yeah. to experience yeah. the joy that comes from seeing a we headless had, chicken run around. We had a stomp in the yeah. backyard. Well, everybody the did. And, Yep. And hey. It's not a hook so much as it's just two bent nails, yes. and you kind of just squeeze its neck in between the bent Put nails. Put it in there, and then, and they get very nervous because they kind of figure something's coming that ain't good. You, know? <laughs> you haven't lived but unless damn, you're Damn, they're a... tasty when they were alive five minutes ago. Oh, they really oh, are. You haven't really lived are. unless you're a seven-year-old as the retriever. Hey, he's fast. Go down there and get those, <laughs> Grandpa would say. <laughs> Oh, you just wait for them to stop running. Take, yeah, but you, they go down the hill, then you got to go get them. Through. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> How can that be, I wonder? What, what do you mean? How can they uh, run around without a head? It's the final kicks all yeah, animals give them when nerve. you kill them. Yes. Huh. It's just all Kind of like when you uh, disembowel frogs and put them on the... Put them on the Think of it this way, Joe. In the kitchen, and they're still croaking. It's while like cooking in the pan. It's like those crud- <laughs> and your new girlfriend comes over and doesn't ever want to see you again. <laughs> you know how those cruddy uh, British cars of yours? You turn them off, and ten minutes later they're still <laughs> running. Yeah, it's right. just like that. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> they do run on. Yes. Oh. <laughs> Come out ten minutes later, it's still doing it. Oh. So of the five people involved here, you're the only one, Joe, that's never seen a chicken's head cut off? I, I am deprived in that sense. One, one of my earliest memories, my aunt and uncle's farm. They took us there all the time to see the chicken's yep. heads get cut mm-hmm. off. You know what? I have to admit, your your Joe thing during the fair would be Joe way, thing. way less interesting if you knew anything about farming. <laughs> yeah, Kenny's right. Because true. I think that's, that's what makes it so good. Yeah. I really do. Yeah. And folks, it is not an act. No. It's like Joe nope. and math. It's not an act. Yeah. In Boston, a man was charged after he allegedly took off his clothes at the front desk of a Planet We've Fitness. We've had a lot of that nudity uh, for no apparent reason stuff. He took him off at the front desk of the Planet Fitness and exercised naked. Uh-huh. He told police he thought the gym was a, quote, judgment-free zone. <laughs> <laughs> They're body shaming him. Thirty-four-year-old huh? <laughs> Eric Stagno was arrested without incident and charged with indecent exposure, lewdness, and disorderly conduct after police responded to the crowded gym. When officers arrived, they found him there, completely nude, on his knees in a yoga-type position. (laughs) Downward dog. (laughs) Police Captain Brett Morgan said he walked into the gym, stripped down at the door, and walked back and forth a couple of times Mm -hmm. before he settled in on the yoga mats. 
Witnesses who saw Stango's. Did na- he have his hands on his <laughs> hips, kind of going, you're, you're seeing this. You're damn right you are. Witnesses who saw Stango's naked exercises reported feeling disgusted, sick, and unsafe. It was that, uh, was that small. Huh? <laughs> it's supposed to be a judgment free zone. Yes, right. Stagno was released on $1,000 bail. He's due back in court in September. That judgment-free zone thing apparently comes from uh, the Planet Fitness ads, which say it's a judgment-free zone, mm-hmm. meaning, you know, if you're a little overweight, come on okay. in and exercise, right. and nobody will judge you. So. Well, they judge this poor sap. Mm-hmm. Not because he was fat, though. In no. fact, I saw a picture of him. He was quite skinny, oh. long hair, big beard. But tiny in the... Uh, yeah. <laughs> Very lonely. Didn't, didn't see that picture, Kenny. No. Sorry. Uh, Swiss police say an Austrian family allegedly hijacked a taxi, crashed into a parked boat, drove through a hedge, and then plunged off a four-foot-high ledge before trying to escape on foot. St. Gallen police said the incident happened early Sunday in the northeastern Swiss town of Rorschach. Police said the suspects, a married couple and their 10-year-old daughter, are accused of attacking the taxi's 60-year-old... Hmm? This is weird, man. You never hear any news out of Austria. No, you know. Very, very well behaved. Their alleged taxi ride ended when the family crashed down the side of a driveway. Police say officers detained them as they fled. Uh, Police said, uh, not surprisingly, the 38-year-old father was not in a fit state to drive and had no license. The girl and the taxi driver uh, were slightly injured, required medical treatment, but both will be fine. So that's nice that the uh, 10-year-old girl is wandering around with these two drunks. Exactly, mom and dad and the uh, the 10-year-old. All right, Johnny, I think we're good. Okay. Thanks. <laughs> we weren't, Pat, but that's, well, you, that's you know, okay. Kenny, time to leave. All right, we got an action-packed show. Uh, Bruce Grant was a great quarterback. He uh, died today of brain cancer at age 57. This is Bud's son. Bud's son uh, was a great quarterback at UMD. And uh, the early 80s, with Jim Malosky was the coach. Malosky and Bud played together with the 1949 Gophers, where they were great. And uh, Mike Peacott was his uh, center. We're going to talk to him a little later. Uh, ben Grieve having a great summer as a golfer. Mm-hmm. And he's also married to a young lady named Lindsay Whalen. So mm-hmm. we're going to, who's probably had a busy summer here, uh, being the gopher coach and playing for the Lynx. Uh, probably not playing a lot of golf together. And then Tom Kelly is going to be with us at five o'clock. So. so, what, how old was Bruce Grant? 57. And where did he play his high school football? Probably in Bloomington. I think he was somewhere? Bloomington Jefferson. Yeah. yeah. I think he was Jefferson. But he didn't then. go into coaching like Mike. Nope. I don't think he ever did. He tried, uh, I think he uh, got in some camps after he got done with UMD, but he had a great career up at UMD. And then his nephew, Ricky Fritz, ended up being a, uh, you know, one of Bud's daughter's kids, ended up being a real good quarterback up at UMD, too. And I'm sure Bud uh, lobbied uh, Bruce to go up and play at UMD because he and Mulaski were big buddies. buddies. Yeah. Yeah. That's so. a shame. Bud's not going to be... Uh, yeah, I, I talk, I've communicated with Mike today, and he said Bud's having a hard time. So. 1500 ESPN is KSTP, St. Paul, Minneapolis. It's 82 degrees.